0: Today on Locked on A's, we have an apology to make, kind of. We also are going to be talking about Nick Allen getting snubbed for a Gold Glove nomination. And then, finally, we're going to be talking about the playoffs because I've been nailing all of my picks. If you guys have been listening, I have the worst takes when it comes to playoff baseball. And this is just a thing that plagues me year after year. But the A's aren't in it this year, so it's not like I'm going with my heart. Anyways, let's get into it. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, Ace fans, and welcome to episode 478 of the Locked On Ace Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, uh, there's some stuff that happened on the network that you may have seen, and I'm going to try and put it into perspective and, you know, uh, give my piece about it to my audience, because my audience may be the same as this guy's audience, and we'll we'll get into it in just a minute. But uh, then after that, we're going to be talking about Nick Allen getting snubbed for a Gold Glove nomination and... And finally, uh, the Phillies are in the World Series. I did not have that, and we're going to talk about it because, holy crap, uh, they're a fun and exciting team, and... As long as they beat the Astros, that's all that I'm hoping for. So we're going to talk about that. But before we get into anything, today's episode of Locked On A's is sponsored by Simply Safe Home Security. With fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe, 24 7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com slash on MLB to learn more. Also, uh, thank you guys for listening to Locked On A's, for making this your first listen. Of the day, we're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. Go subscribe to that one over there. It's at Locked On A's. We're also at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. And uh, there, there's a new there's a new uh, sheriff in town. It's called Inside the A's. It is a place where I write articles and also run an entire A's site uh, in affiliation with Sports Illustrated. So go check out the site. I'll link to it in the show notes. Also, make sure to follow Inside the on Twitter and on Facebook, and uh, don't miss an article because there are some gems in there, but let's get into today's episode, and on Friday, you may have seen something making the rounds on social media, and if you didn't, I'll go into it a little bit here, but uh, the host of Locked On Warriors, Cyrus something, I don't know, uh, he had a viral video that didn't put the network in the best lights, and that is... Uh, one, not my view of the network by any means. We are not an elitist group of people, especially on the the baseball side. Uh, there, we have baseball, college, and hockey don't have a lot of credentials uh, among us, and. Uh, the, the Locked On Warriors host was saying that why would anybody listen to a podcast when they don't have any actual insight into the clubhouse or the locker room? Why why would anybody do that? That doesn't make any sense because it's just a bunch of fanboys uh, espousing whatever comes into their mind, and they're they're peddling all these things that are just not news, and then they propagate just you know things that they come up with, and that is somewhat true to a degree. There are places that do that. I know that you know. I I don't uh, try to propagate things that are just random, but I try to be like, hey, this is a thing that I think could happen and would make sense. And then I give you guys my work. So sure. Uh, But I I know that there are some hosts that felt like uh, it it wasn't an attack on it. He was indirectly attacking a lot of hosts on the network because there are three entire divisions of Locked On that Mostly do not have press access and uh, mostly like for the NHL and the and and baseball. I don't know about college per se, but uh, those two uh, leagues are not necessarily friendly to new media like blogs or podcasts. So it is a lot tougher to get a press credential in those spaces than in the NBA or in the NFL, who just want everybody to see their product. So uh, it was a little bit of an elitist comment, I-, I must say, and it's not something that I agree with. I find that anybody who entertains me and informs me is a lot of fun to listen to, and that's kind of what I try to do here at Locked On A's on a day-to-day basis. Uh, that's just, that's my groove. I-, I like to have fun because I I'm weird, and I also like to talk about the team that I enjoy the most and have some decent insight into, which is the Oakland A's. Because I've been following them for over 30 years now, and I think that we do something that's a, that's special at Locked On because it's you know your team every day, and it's local experts giving you their, their daily takes and stuff like that. that. That's our that's our entire brand is local experts that know their team, and I would say that yes. Uh, even without a press credential currently, uh, I- I'm hoping to get one through inside the A's, but I'm not going to be waving that in people's faces. I'm just hoping that I can get some better answers to my questions. That's all. And give you guys better insight. I'm not going to be <laughs> like, ah, eh, anybody who listens to uh, the town tailgate podcast, which is a fantastic podcast. I've been on the show. I like those guys quite a bit. Anybody that listens to the town cal- tailgate. Ho-, ho, what are they doing with their lives? No, that's a silly take. That's a dumb take if you if you ask me, because the Town of Healthgate is a lot of fun, and they're another A's podcast, and I like both of the hosts quite a bit. So there's there's a podcast out there for everybody, is what I'm saying, and uh, especially if you're a Yankee fan, because holy crap, there are so many podcasts. Um, and I mean, like, I, I hate to talk about it because you know whatever, but uh, the the John Boy, the all of their media stuff, they. Generally, cater to a large swath of baseball fans, uh, not necessarily A's fans, because John Boy lived in the Bay Area for like a few days and he hates it here. So he hates the Oakland A's. Uh, so I don't listen to them as much. But during the, the pandemic, I listened to them all the time. I waited for those podcasts all the time. They didn't necessarily have access, it was just them, you know, being goofballs at first. And then, uh, you know, players would come on and stuff like that. But I don't necessarily care what people are when people have guests like that i want to hear what they're talking about just between themselves and if they have fun and they can make you know their guest crack that's great but for me uh i generally enjoy just people having fun and being themselves and just the regular show guests can be tricky because not everybody's a good interviewer and i'm not saying that they're not good interviewers i'm just saying uh it, it takes a special kind of interviewer for me and i i That's why I don't have as many guests because I'm like, "Ah, I don't know, is this going well? Who knows? And it's basically you you meet somebody and then uh, two minutes later you're interviewing them and asking them prepared questions that they don't know are coming. And so it's like, all right, well, you have to get in good with them immediately and then try and get some answers to your deep, deep questions. And that's where I think press access can be helpful, is you can build those relationships and then ask those questions, as opposed to you got 20 minutes, you want to spend five of those getting to know the person and then 15 recording, and then you got to get them out of there. So. I can see what he was going for. I don't think that it was delivered very eloquently, and it it really came off like he was uh, in his glass castle and throwing stones, and it was wild. Um, maybe that's the wrong analogy. Anyways, um, yeah, it that's just not how Locked On A's, or I believe Locked On as a whole, uh, operates, is thinking that we're better than people. We're still trying to grow. We're still, you know doing our thing, chugging along and trying to make a network and trying to have hosts for every team at this point. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're growing well and things like this don't represent the network as a whole correctly, I, I don't believe. And uh, it, it stinks that this is people's Maybe only exposure to the Locked On network uh, in large swaths, but I think that the network is a lot better than what people saw on Friday. And hopefully, uh, if you're a regular listener of this show, you you realize that that not everybody's like that. And that I'm not just like a one guy by myself, just being all willy nilly and everybody else is jerks. That's not the case. We're we're a bunch of good people. And, uh, we, we all fairly, I mean, at least inside the network or inside our own divisions, we talk a decent amount. I know most of the hosts, Uh, you know, uh, And I've had conversations with a decent amount of us. We've had some new people and I haven't introduced myself yet. Uh, You know, baby. But uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, we could just drop a DM and be like, hey, so what do you think about this? And then get an answer. And, you know, there's a good rapport with everybody from within the division. And sometimes, you know, people from other uh, divisions as well, you know, they just like, hey, I I like the network. I like what you do. I came across your podcast. You're doing great. Thank you. And there's a lot of support from just the other host in the network. And it's a special place. And I know that, uh you know, I, I told the group chat before, but I'll tell you guys now, Uh tr- 2020, I was uh, unemployed and just staying at home all day during the pandemic. And it was not fun. And I think that without the podcast and without everybody else, just on the network and in my division, specifically being in the group chat and just having fun um, it, without that, I may have gone insane and I am already missing a few screws. So that might have set, set me over the edge. I think that, you know, these people are they, they got me through the pandemic and they I I, I owe them a lot for that. I, I really do. I, I really enjoy the people that are in the baseball network and uh, just people at Locked On in general. There's a lot of great people that work here and uh, I can't speak to, you know, every single person from every single division because I, I don't know a lot of them. But, you know, uh, th- what the guy from Locked On Warriors said does not represent most of us, at the very least, and that I just wanted to convey that is all. And uh, you know, start the show off on a very somber note with an apology for something that I did not do. But uh, coming up, we're talking about Nick Allen and how he was snubbed. Let's get into snub season. It's snub season coming up for you guys. As everyone knows, athletes rise and fall in the ranks, but when it comes to saving money, Simply Safe always stays on top. And right now, you can save big with Simply Safe Home Security. They're giving listeners 40% off of their advanced security system. Simply Safe was just named the best. Home Security of 2022 by US News. I use it. I love it. You'll love it too because it's Simply Safe. Your safety is the only thing that matters. With 24 7 professional monitoring when a threat is detected, Simply Safe's monitoring professionals promptly contact you and dispatch first responders to your home even when you're away or unable to respond. Simply Safe blankets your home with protection. Who doesn't love a nice blanket? Simply Safe is that blanket, because they have advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and outside of your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you if the threat is real, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. So don't miss out on the chance to save big when you protect your home with the best. Get 40% off of your order when you visit simplysafe.com/lockedonmlb today. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes. That's simplysafe.com/lockedonmlb. Go today. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and also Inside the A's is new and around and great because I run it. So go follow Inside the A's on Twitter and on Facebook as well and also visit the site. Why not? Hey, there you go. But let's talk about Nick Allen and how he was snubbed. Snub season is upon us. Um... Over the weekend, I was thinking, and I was like, hey, so how close was Nick Allen to actually being a finalist for the Gold Glove at, uh, at shortstop? Like, how far away was he statistically uh, in some of the, the StatCast metrics that they have? And uh, so, so I did some digging, and I looked at it, and I was like, hey, he got snubbed. He should have been a finalist for the Gold Glove Award because uh, there, there's some guys on there that I don't know should be considered gold glovers. Uh, obviously, so the three guys, we got Jeremy Pena, he should win the award. He was fantastic all season long. And then Xander Bogart, who's been okay. He's been fine, but Nick Allen actually was better than him in a few different metrics. And then Carlos Correa, who was actually bad. He was bad. Why is he there? Uh, the, the simple answer is uh, the, the, the voters for this are not the Baseball Writers Association of America. It is... Uh, Coaches and managers, <laughs> and uh, and you got to play a team at least six times. So uh, especially you know division foes, and then also teams in in your own league. Essentially is what that is. And then maybe if you play a National League team or an American League team, depending on where your team is, uh, if you play one of them, you know six times, then sure you can vote on that too. But probably not. Anyways, so yeah, it, it's managers. And so the the quick answer here is to how close was Nick Allen to winning a, or to being a finalist for a Gold Glove Award? Probably, you know, at least a month away of playing time. Because Nick Allen had 100 games played in his, you know, rookie season with the Oakland A's. And uh, Xander Bogarts, he played in 150 games. And then Correa and Pena each managed 136 games. So if you add... 28 to 30 games, uh, depending on, you know, what month it is and how many games the A's are playing, uh, that would put him on par with Pena and also Correa. But Pena, again, very good defensive uh, shortstop. So I don't know that it's necessarily him that would have the quarrel with. It's the other two. So if you're going by defensive run saved over at Fangraphs, Allen's sixth defensive run saved, that ranked 12th among shortstops all season long. All season. And he played 62 fewer games than there were in the season. And he was still 12th. So, uh, yeah, he, he's good, according to Fangraphs, in defensive run saves. Uh, he was only second among the three guys that are actually finalists to Jeremy Pena, who was actually uh, close to top of the leaderboard with 15 defensive run saves. So he was great. Uh, Bogarts and Carlos Correa both had fewer defensive run save. then Nick Allen. Uh, Bogarts had four, and Correa had three. So, there's there's your first thing. But maybe, maybe the voters didn't like looking at defensive run saves. Maybe they're not fans of fan graphs. So, you go to the other version of DRS, which is outs above average over at Baseball Savant, and Nick Allen actually outranks all of the finalists over there with eight outs above average, putting him eighth among all shortstops over the full season. Uh, Allen also had the highest success rate of any shortstop in baseball over the whole year at 81%. He was 81% successful on plays. That is good, He was, and that might actually be helped by him having fewer chances in the field by getting less playing time. So I'm not really, you know, hanging my head on that one as like, a see, this is why. But uh, it it does kind of prove a point that he's really good at defense, you guys. Even, you know, brand new to baseball. Not to baseball, but to the the big leagues. He was great. Uh, But Jeremy Pena was right behind Nick Allen in outs above average with seven. Again, Allen had eight. Bogarts ranked 13th in all of baseball with five. And Correa, he ranked 26th because he had a negative three outs above average, that is bad. You want plus numbers. He was 26th with a negative three. Correa is also the reigning AL shortstop, uh, and he, he had a much better defensive season last year uh, with with Houston. He was again with the Minnesota Twins this season, and he, he ranked sixth overall in outs above average last season with 13. So that's a that's a big gap. That he, he just basically gave up 16 outs above average in the span of a year, and I don't—I I didn't look into this. I don't know that I can look into this because I don't know how much of it's public information. And you know, I, I gotta write this in a, in a nice tight time frame, but I have to believe that part of that, it, some of it—I I don't know that he fell off a cliff defensively in the span of a season, but. Maybe it's the positioning. Maybe the Astros are just really good positioners and the, and the Twins suck at it. And they, they suck so bad that it's a 16-outs-above-average difference. I, I have a feeling that it, that's part of the equation there for why there was such a big drop-off for Correa in between 2021 and 2022 defensively uh the, the the one factor that Carlos Correa does rank highly in in 2022 in a season that he was not great in uh is arm strength which I don't know actually counts or matters for a gold glove but you know he ranks sixth on average, throw because he had a he has a strong arm and he, he was throwing him, uh, whipping him across the diamond at 88 miles an hour to first. Uh, Nick Allen ranked 12th at 85 and a half miles per hour, and then Payne ranked 23rd and Bogarts ranked 34th. So it's not like it, arm strength should be a determining factor in this, but I think that maybe. His arm strength has actually helped him in previous seasons uh, to mask some of his, uh, his his glove foibles. Maybe he's not actually that great of a defensive shortstop, but he has the arm to make up for it. So screw it, why not? Uh, but I, I also want to mention. I know that I'm I'm banging the drum for Nick Allen, but former A Jorge Mateo should, I don't know how he's not a finalist this season. I know that you got to give it to Correa, maybe because he he's the reigning. Uh, goal Glover, but holy crap! What a gross negligence leaving Jorge Mateo off of this list is. He played in 150 games. He played in more games than either of uh, Pena, who should win probably, but b- by the metrics, uh, or Carlos Correa. And uh, he he's he's really good. He actually ranked above Nick Allen in some of these categories. Uh, granted, he played in a full season, so I'm not saying he's a better defensive shortstop overall than Nick Allen over the same uh, time period, but Jorge Mateo had, had a heck of a season and he was robbed of getting at least a nomination for the final three. He He's not here, and that is wild to me, but I don't understand how... Uh, this is so bad. And I know that it's not like an award that they get like financial compensation for or anything like that. It's kind of like a, not a joke award. It's more like a, hey, look at this cool thing that I got. And I think that people base a lot of it on name value this year. And also uh, Jeremy Pena was really good and he deserves to be there. But uh, why why not Jorge Mateo? Were they all just voting for Bogarts and Correa instead? Because they're both fine, I guess, but... The metrics do not agree with the three that are there, and you could argue that it should be Jeremy Pena and Jorge Mateo and Nick Allen, and that should be the three that actually make up the finalists because those guys can play some shortstop. Uh, and then we'll see how Bogarts and uh, Correa do in free agency. They're going to do fine because they're good at offense, but I think that the other three guys are potentially defense first at this point, And... I think that Mateo and Nick Allen were both snubbed in this one. Even though Nick Allen only played in 100 games, he, he still had the numbers that he could have been in heavy consideration. Uh, but I think that since it is voted on by managers and also coaches, I think that what kind of screwed him over was that most of his playing time came in the last you know half of the season once Elvis Andres was no longer with the A's and not everybody got to see him play because he made some plays at shortstop. And if you're you know, uh, somebody from the Mariners who he just absolutely put on some absolute defensive clinics in front of, and also the Angels in the last week of the season, if you're those two guys, and I don't know when the voting is, but if you're managers for either of those two teams, you're like, well, yeah, we see this guy. He's amazing, but also Jeremy Pena's been doing this to us all season, so it's kind of hard to... Get him in there from the, the teams that actually did get to see him, and then the Mets—they played the Mets, and they don't count because they only played him three times, so that doesn't matter. And uh, I think that after doing a little bit of research into how everything's done, um, I, I don't really care who wins Gold Gloves anymore. Just, just a uh, throwing that one out there. Uh, we should just have the internet vote on a year-to-year basis. <laughs> oh, that's a terrible idea. Never let the internet do anything. Uh, speaking of, the internet's gonna be awful. I mean, if the Yankees had actually played any of the games in their series, uh, it it would be worse if it was, like, a a contested series, but the Yankees fans are just laying down right now. So, uh, hey, maybe the Phillies could give Houston a run for their money in the World Series and really make Twitter worse. So let's talk about that. Welcome back to the Locked on Ace podcast. If you're enjoying the show and you've made it this far, please leave us a five-star review on your platform of choice. We are free and available on all platforms platforms, including on YouTube, so go subscribe to the, the YouTube channel over there, leave some comments, do some nice things over there, uh, and, and subscribe, obviously. And also follow us on social media, at Locked on, A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. And also, give my new site some love over at Inside the A's. Uh, if you've already visited, thank you so much. It's doing well. I, I'm impressed by the first week. It's been great. I gotta, gotta get some more content going. I gotta do some more things, make it grow a little bit to reach the dreams and aspirations that I I talked about last week, but uh, it's going well so far. So thank you to everybody who has already uh, visited Inside the A's. If you have any insight for me, or not insight, but uh, if you have any feedback for me, let me know. Uh, just at by Jason B or Inside the A's or Locked on it, wh- wherever you want to. Just let me know what you think of the site and uh, what you would like to see more of, or yeah, not less of, just more of. <laughs> uh, I'll be doing mailbags over there as well, so that'll be fun. But anyways, let's get into the World <laughs> Series. Uh, I know that the Yankees and the Astros are currently playing as I'm recording at six 30 on Sunday nights. But let's just assume that, uh, even if the Yankees win this game, they're not going to win this series. Um, uh, somebody tweeted out one of the Yankee reporters or somebody in Yankee land tweeted out that, um, Aaron Boone was showing his team videos of the Yankees losing <laughs> it, it, like Boston Red Sox highlights from 2004 when the Yankees were up three to nothing. And then, uh, lost the series and he was showing them Boston Red Sox highlights to inspire them and also David Ortiz called the clubhouse to try and inspire the the world is wild right now and i'm not sure that i'm a fan of you know Red Sox greats giving advice to Aaron Judge and like Harrison Bader it's very strange times um but i guess uh, all hands on deck to beat the Astros so. <laughs> Uh, pretty soon we're going to be getting Tom Seaver calling the Phillies to give them insight into how to beat the Astros, because everybody hates the Astros. So uh, I I had to look it up, and Tom Seaver died in 2020, so I don't think he's going to be calling to give the Phillies advice. Uh, I I can't name another Mets great. Uh, Let's say David Wright. David Wright, he's still alive and kicking. He's doing great. David Wright's going to be calling the Phillies and uh, giving them some advice on how to beat the Houston Astros. There you go. I'm leaving all that in. Why not? Screw it. Anyways, uh, so today the, the Phillies came back uh, late against the, the San Diego Padres, who uh, I believe last show I was saying, yeah, the Padres got this. They, they split the, the games with Wheeler and Nola. They've got the pitching. They can do this. And then uh, the Padres didn't have the pitching and that was kind of the the entire basis of my argument, and so uh, that sucked. And then also the, uh, the Padres' offense just went cold, and that wasn't great. And, and then when it wasn't cold, they're, they're <laughs> they they let uh, Mike Clevenger and Shamaniah pitch so much, so long. Uh, I mean, and by so long I mean a, a total of like a uh, an inning in the third, but they gave up like nine runs. It was bad. Um, also, poor Shamanaya. this guy. Ah. Uh, I know that I should be talking about the playoffs, but let's talk about Shamanaya. He's going to be a free agent. Um, I don't know what his market's going to be. I'll, I'll wait until the the MLB trade rumors, uh, free agency ranking is, and like projections for contracts and stuff like that. But. He's not going to be looking at like a long deal, and the A's don't necessarily need him to be pitching in the playoffs or the postseason. He could be a vibe guy. Maybe he's the A's fifth starter next season. Sign him for you know two and fifteen or two and twenty or whatever, and uh, have him be the veteran who is just a vibe guy who's setting the tone in the clubhouse. And I think that that could be fun. I think I, I am not ruling out a Shamania return to Oakland on a reasonable deal because. He's a great guy. The fans love him. And uh, I believe the players also love him. And he's a great teammate. So keep an eye out. I- I'm-, I'm saying it now. Shamanaya, maybe in Oakland Day in 2022, or tw- sorry, 2023. They traded him in 2022, because um, I don't know that a playoff team is necessarily going to want Sean Manaya maybe like a rebuilding team, maybe like the Tigers go after him or something like that and see what they can get out of him, and, you know, try and improve their, their record. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the A's. Why not? Screw it. Um, and also, Bob Melvin made a just a couple of weird decisions in this final game. Um, first, it, it, they all center around Bryce Harper because he had the, the big go-ahead home run in the bottom of the eighth inning. And... It felt like everybody knew that it was coming. <laughs> everybody on Twitter was like, "Yeah, I, I called that. Whatever." Uh, but he he left the righty in, which is w- one odd thing. Sure, I guess. Um, I I haven't looked to see if you know he'd met the minimum or whatever, but. You feel like you throw Josh Hader, your elite closer, in that situation because he's a lefty and Bryce Harper is also a left-handed batter. It feels like that is the situation that you get him for. Uh, Sure, he can go get a couple of extra outs. Why not? But also, um, I was chasing my my kiddo around as this at-bat was happening, and I saw the pitcher uh, throw one up. It was a fastball that was tailing a little bit outside of the zone, away from Bryce Harper, and Bryce Harper just, you know, shortened up his swing, just fouled it off really easily, and then he just kind of did a swing with his arm, like, okay, I gotta do this, and uh, at that moment, I knew that the pitcher was screwed, because... <laughs> Bryce Harper was not going to be fooled by one of these pitches or basically anything that he threw. He was locked in, and at that point, I think that Bob Melvin should have definitely pulled his pitcher and uh, let Josh Hader into the game just to give him a different look and see. in the middle of an at-bat. Yes, I'm saying go all hands on deck again, uh, but... It just seemed weird. It seemed like everybody knew that Bryce Harper was going to go deep and he was basically letting you know. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to keep fouling these off until I get my timing right and then I'm going to drive one the other way And end this game, and essentially that's what he did. I mean, I know the Padres had ups in the top of the ninth, but it was strange, and uh, that that felt like a failure on Bob Melvin's part, from my vantage point, and also Twitter's vantage point, but uh, that was just my little take, but hey, Bob Melvin got to the NLCS, and that's pretty cool, and hopefully they give him some more tools for next season, maybe, you know, another bat Uh, because they they didn't have a lot. They rode Trent Grisham really, really hard in the first two rounds, and then he just didn't have it in the uh, last—in the NLCS there. And he also bunted with an out in the ninth with two guys on, and— your season on the line? That was an interesting call. I hope that that wasn't from Bob Melvin, but hey, maybe. I don't know. Uh, the, the National League's funky, you guys, but that's all that I got for you guys today. I'm rambling, so I'm going to get out of here, but thank you so much for making Lockdown as your first listen of the day. For your second listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you guys get podcasts. Um, I know that. That a lot of people don't listen to this show but it, to the lockdown sports today show but it's a fantastic program i did some producing for it uh and i had to listen to everything all the time and uh you know get all the stuff it, it's a fantastic show so legitimately go check this one out i say nice things about Sully. he's he's like kind of handsome but uh Peter Bukowski, he's super handsome. So go check out Locked On Sports today. And I'm ranking people by handsomeness because that's what Locked On's about. (laughs) It's not. I'm just weird. Anyways, that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate Good Times Days fans and I will talk with you tomorrow.